0: God's going to touch you. He's already touching people. I don't have to lay my hands on anybody. God's moving. If you need something from the Lord, step out in faith and just let the Holy Spirit touch you right now. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I'm believing that right now you will be filled in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough. Elders and deacons, if you want to come up, feel free to lay hands, pray, prophesy. The gifts of the Spirit are flowing today. More Holy Spirit more holy spirit we want more we want revival we want revival we want revival jesus we lift you high thank you jesus we worship you in this place Amen. Get up and walk. Get up and walk. Start walking right now in the, in the spirit. See yourself walking. What situation are you facing? What are you dealing with? See yourself walking out of that in the name of Jesus. There's freedom in this place. Breakthrough right now for every heart. Breakthrough. Break through in the name of Jesus. No more devil. No more. No more devil. Jesus, Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. I'll say a few more moments in the presence. Yes,
1: Jesus, There's,
0: still There's still some time to receive. There's still some time to receive. Don't wait any longer.
1: We're holding nothing back. We're holding nothing back, Jesus. You can have it all. In my mind we receive of who I am I am nothing without you Fresh I surrender wind all to you. Fresh
0: energy Fresh strength to run the race I Fresh endurance to, to persevere Fresh perseverance I surrender every pain. Oh, I don't understand why people leave the church and they get bored of Christianity God's presence is the most beautiful thing we love you so much Jesus oh, thank you Jesus just a few more seconds before we go back to our seats You receive, thank you for your receive from the thank Holy Spirit. For your
1: thank you, for oh, thank, for you your Jesus.
0: thank you, God. Thank Lord, you we honor bless. you in this place. We love you so much, Lord God. I pray that you would tenderize our hearts so that we can hear your voice and that we can listen and obey. God, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Lord God, we're hungry and we're desperate for revival. And let it start within us, God. Touch us, God, on this Pentecost Sunday, Lord God. Let there be a fresh outpouring in Chicago. Here at Metro Praise International going forth to the nations. Let it go forth from here to the nations. Lord, let your glory fall. That's an old song that they used to sing in the 90s. I don't know. My parents listened to it. It said, Lord, let your glory fall. Let it go forth from here to the nations. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. In el nombre de Jesús. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the house of God. Oh, Praise the Lord. Wow. God is good. All right, what, 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 what do I have next in the script here? Uh, <laughs> amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about when God speaks. That's the title of today's sermon. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Lawrence Rodriguez. I have the honor and privilege of bringing forth the word this morning. Um, thank you, Pastor Joe. Thank you, pastoral staff, the elders, for allowing me to preach today. Um, it is an honor and a privilege. It's exciting. And when I saw that it was Pentecost Sunday, I just got just a little bit more excited. I just got just a little I'm like,, mm, okay, cool. Amen. Um, so, I just really felt like God wanted me to share on when He speaks and the power of His voice. I just want um, just want to uh, kind of give a shout out to Pastor Lauren and Nancy. Just this past week, man, just so, such confirming words. If you follow them on Facebook, please do. Um, talking about the need for revival, the need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I promise you I'm not copying off of what they, what they said, but I'm definitely taking as much as I could. Because it was such an on-time word, guys. If you don't know, if you can't tell, there's something going on in the Spirit. Something is happening. We see it in our city In a demonic way, the devil's doing something new. The devil's doing something at another level. Another level of violence. Another level of uh, abortion, antichrist spirit, feminism, all of these different things. Homosexuality. I just saw Lori Lightfoot posted on her, her, you know, the Chicago mayor, whatever page that she has of her kissing her, you know, whatever is going on there. Like, she just makes this whole post, and then you see everything in Chicago with the gay flags. It's like, Lord, have mercy. If God does not curse Chicago, he would not be God. He would not be just. He would not be holy if God didn't do something because of how wicked we really are. And I believe a lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the chaos that we're seeing is actually God's judgment on our city because we're not listening to his voice. We're not obeying him, and sadly, the church isn't really doing that much either. Who knows which church is next in Chicago to fall, something to be exposed, even aside from the headlines, how many local churches are actually hiding things that are just waiting to be exposed and blown up. We're in crucial times, friends. Crucial times. The devil's doing something new at another level, but God wants to do something even greater. And in order for that to happen, we have to be sensitive to his voice and listen and obey. We need revival. We're desperate for it. We're hungry for it. But you have to hear what God wants to speak to you. You have to humble yourself and come under his leadership and submit to his word. Because when God speaks, there is power. When God speaks, things happen. When God opens up his mouth, things change. At The sound of his voice, there's transformation. I want to say this now at the beginning. You don't need another word. I love the words that are going forth every Sunday, but then sometimes I feel like, man, they didn't even get last week's word. Problem isn't necessarily that you need something new from God, like God ran out of the bag of tricks he has, and he needs to pull out something new out of his magic hat to make you happy and help your situation. You don't need a word. You need to go back to the old word that he already spoke to you. If we can turn to Mark chapter 4, verses 37 through 34, I have a few passages that I'm going to read fairly quickly um, by the grace of God each kind of demonstrating what happens at the sound of God's voice there's a number of examples throughout the entirety of scripture old testament and new testament i just have a handful here you could add so many more to the list if you wanted to but i'm just focusing primarily on when jesus was here in the gospels in the new testament mark chapter 4 verses 37 through 40 starting in verse 37 a furious squall came up storm And the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stem, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, really quick, these were experienced fishermen. These were people who had been fishing their whole entire lives. So they, you know, wouldn't. it it would take a lot to get them kind of uneasy and scared and feel like they're, you know, like the situation's out of control. So just take note of that here. What's happening is so severe, it has these uh, fishermen, experienced fishermen, scared for their life. They come to Jesus, they wake him up. Don't you care if we drown? Then Jesus gets up, and he rebukes the wind and says to the waves, our God literally spoke to water and air. He says, quiet and be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. His disciples said, He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? When Jesus spoke the words, quiet, be still, something happened. There's power in the voice of God. There's power in God's word. When he speaks, storms stop immediately. You all understand that? I don't have time to preach every single passage and, uh, and make it, like, I don't know, relevant to whatever you're going through. But please, just plug in whatever situation you're going through as I go through these different passages. God can literally speak to it. And in a moment, it all stop. That's the God we serve. That's the Jesus that we serve, and that's the power that is in his word. Matthew 9, verses 1 through 2, our next passage. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. Of course, Jesus heals this person. He doesn't, uh, he's not lame anymore, but I have another verse for that specific uh, subject. But what I want you to see here is that at the sound of Jesus' voice, what happens? When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, "'Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven.'" At the voice of God, at the sound of his voice, there's forgiveness and there's redemption. Well, you don't understand my past. You don't understand what I've been dealing with. You don't know what I've experienced. You don't know the trauma, blah, blah, blah. My God can bring redemption in your life right now at the sound of his voice. At the sound of his voice. Mark 9, verses 25 and 27. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running, to the scene, he said he rebuked the impure spirit. He's talking to a demon. He rebuked the impure spirit. He said, "You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again." The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. You guys, ready for this? You ready, church? At the sound of Jesus' voice, there's deliverance. When God speaks, when His word goes forth, there's freedom. Well, you don't understand how long I've been struggling with this issue. You don't understand the chains that have been holding me back and the things that have gone from generation to generation what I was grown up with, and my parents did this, and I know, do this and blah, and it's like, look, Jesus' word can literally set you free. Oh, I have demons talking to me. I feel like I have 10 of them, whatever. Okay, Jesus, at the sound of his voice, he can get rid of all of those. At the sound of Jesus' voice, he can bring deliverance in your life. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how severe it is. Doesn't matter what you may be going through or how long you might have been going through it. Jesus can look at whatever it may be and it go in the name of Jesus. God's voice brings deliverance and freedom and casts out demons that's what happens when god speaks john eleven thirty eight 38 through 44 many of you are probably familiar with this passage jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance take away the stone he said but lord said martha the sister of the dead man by this time there is a bad odor For he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. He's setting everything up here, praying in front of the crowd, giving glory to the Father. Verse 43, when he had said this, jesus called in a loud voice Woo. oh he started preaching here he lifted up his voice and he said lazarus come out well there was a problem there's a problem jesus you made a mistake lazarus is dead you can't talk to dead people lazarus i mean jesus you can't talk to dead people you can't Tell them to get up and walk. They're in a cave. They're wrapped up. They probably smell bad at this point. Jesus, what are you doing? You look silly. Talking to dead people, telling them to come out of the grave. How many times have your leaders told you to come out of the grave? How many times have your 201 teacher told you to come out of the grave? Get your life in order. Figure it out. Jesus calls to this dead man. I wish I was a biologist, a scientist, whatever that whole thing entails, so I could break down what happens when the heart starts beating. I don't know. But I know that this man was dead. His heart was not beating. His brain was not functioning. Blood was not flowing. And yet somehow, at the voice of God, things start moving. Thank you. Things start moving at his voice. It doesn't matter... If something is dead, God's voice can bring life, and God's voice resurrects the dead. That's my God. That's the power that my God has when he speaks. Do you believe that? Do you believe that in this place? John chapter 5, verses 6 through 9, when Jesus saw him lying there. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Pastor Joe shared an awesome message. Hopefully, some of you are applying it, and uh, it would be sad if some of you didn't, and you're still. (laughs) Anyway, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Again, this is the story, the context. Man was lying at the pool of Bethesda, a body of water. People were getting in there, getting healed, but he couldn't because he was lame, and so he'd been laying there for a long time. Jesus asks him, Do you want to be made well? You guys know the story. Pastor Joe preached it. Verse 7, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me to get into the pool. Uh, When the water is stirred while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. But Jesus doesn't really care about excuses. Everybody understand that? Jesus doesn't care about your excuses. I love that. God just wants to speak to your situation and get it over with. He's patient. He's kind. He's gentle. He's gracious. He's merciful. But God doesn't care for your excuses he's just waiting for you to like stop your excuses so that he can actually do something but some of us are so busy telling God all the reasons why we can't do something when God is just waiting for you to shut up and listen to him so that he can speak and bring deliverance and breakthrough because once this guy got done with all the reasons why he's not well Jesus says to him get up pick up your mat and walk and see something happened when he said get up why? Because that's what happens when God speaks. There's power in his word. And so when his word is going forth and he tells somebody to get up, something happens. Something happened in that man's legs. Strength was given to where there was weakness. Anybody struggling with anything today, this morning? Do you feel weak in any area of your life? Well, guess what? God wants to give you new strength. He wants to renew your strength. And at the word of his mouth, this person got up and began to walk he was cured at once i love it how when god moves there's not a delay things happen immediately god speaks and this man at once was cured the last one here might not be as exciting or fun but is nonetheless a part of who god is and what his voice can do if we can go to luke chapter 19 verses 41 through 44 The same voice that can bring deliverance is the same voice that can bring a curse. The same voice that can deliver you from an addiction is the same voice that will judge you for your addiction. Do we all understand that in this place? I'll say that one more time for somebody to get it. The same voice that can deliver you from your addiction is the same voice that will judge you for your addiction. Luke 19, verses 41 through 44, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embarkment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Is it just me or did God just judge the whole entire nation of Israel at this point? God's voice brought freedom, brought deliverance, brought healing, brought breakthrough, brought strength, but his voice also brings judgment. He literally puts a curse on Jerusalem because they did not recognize the time of God's coming. God forbid any of us fall into that category and experience the judgment of God on our lives because we refused to acknowledge him. All of these verses demonstrate that God's voice is power. All of these verses demonstrate that at the sound of God's voice, things can happen, things can change, no matter your situation, no matter your circumstance. If we can turn to Psalm 29, we're going to read the whole chapter here. Powerful chapter. In case you did not get it with the other passages, here's one chapter that kind of encapsulates this whole idea. And reflects what happens when God lifts up his voice. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength. Lord, we give you glory. We give you glory. God, you're so majestic in this place. Ascribe to the Lord the glory Do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. How many of you guys know that verse? Number three, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is what? doesn't seem like you're living according to that though by the looks of it from observing your life looks like God's power in your life isn't really existent if I were to look at your life I would think that God doesn't have power If I would look at how long you've been struggling with different things it would look like God's actually weak Judging by how you're handling different things, I don't see God's power manifested. See, this is what people on the outside of the church think when they see Christians who are backslidden. In the church, we get so busy trying to defend different Christians who are living in sin, who are backslidden, who are lukewarm. We get all defensive and all weird. And while we're like trying to Um, encourage or like I don't know stand behind these lukewarm people that are acting stupid in the church the world is like man y'all can't even get holiness down y'all can't even talk right you guys are still addicted to this that and the other that's what you just said in this video and then you say oh don't judge me man I can see right through that see the world is smart guys they might be sinners in sin and God needs to get a hold of their heart but when they look into the church, I'm sorry, but depending on what church they're looking at, they'll feel justified. And they'll say to themselves, I'm actually living better than these people are. I actually have a higher standard than this Christian worship leader over here. But that's not the reality, is it? Because the God that we serve is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Cedar was a huge tree, I believe, back in the day. Very strong tree. The voice of the Lord can shatter it. The Lord breaks down pieces of the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf. Sarion like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. Love the poetic description here of God's voice. It goes forth like thunder. Have you ever heard a sermon or a message that was just so powerful, it felt like lightning bolts were just hitting your spirit, and you couldn't help but run up to these altars and weep and cry out for God to touch your life? Because that's how powerful God's word is. It's like a thunderbolt. We've all been in thunderstorms, haven't we? When a thunderbolt comes down and you hear the sound, it literally can sometimes shake the house that you're in. When God's voice goes forth, it goes forth like thunder. And for some of you, it should be shaking your life. It's the power of God's voice. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. Like another translation, it says the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. Does anybody get that in this place? Because I've heard many Christians talk about how they're in a wilderness. They're in a dry season. I'm in a desert. I'm wandering in the wilderness, brother. Man, you know, we're we're stuck on this lesson in 101. Man, I'm going through my third cycle in 201, my fourth cycle. But man, I'm just going through a wilderness, pastor. I'm just going through a wilderness, Lauren, Joby, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just going through something. Well, at the sound of God's voice, he can literally shake that whole thing up. God's voice shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oak the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry glory. Everybody say glory. glory. Woo. It's the power of God's voice. It's powerful. I believe there's one more verse in there, a few more. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. God's word is powerful. And I want you all to be thankful and grateful that you go to a church where God's word is spoken. Now, of course, God speaks in other churches, and God speaks through other men and women of God throughout the body of Christ all over the world. But you're here today at Metro Praise International as a disciple, going through the 101, going through the 21, or as a visitor. You're here. And here at Metro Praise, God's word is going forth. God is speaking almost every single Sunday. Somebody in the congregation, normally one of the leaders, raises up their voice and gives a prophetic declaration. Over the last few days, weeks, I can't tell you how specific and clear those words were for people. God was speaking, friends. God was speaking so clearly to different people in this room. And God's voice was going forth like thunder, wanting to bring deliverance, freedom, and breakthrough. And that happens here every single Sunday. The words that Pastor Joe gives, the sermons, from everything from the sermons, again, down to the 101 book, because what's the one-on-one book, friends? That's a discipleship book that we use to help people grow in the things of God. It just tells you to live holy. Just tells you to live for Jesus. Just tells you to pray. Just tells you to obey God. That's God's voice for you. Yeah, Pastor Joe wrote it, but man, it's so chuck full of verses. It's like kind of like a little side thing to the scripture. Because there's so much Bible in those books. So God's clearly speaking through it but yet some of you are in that process and the word of God is going forth and your heart is so hard you can't receive it. We have these different passages, these different verses, these different sermon series. My heart breaks for many of you who are in the 201 discipleship because God is literally speaking to you as leaders take their time to come at 7.45, 7.30 to teach you the word of God and yet you're fumbling around making God's voice look like it has no effect on you. Did I make a mistake or does most of what the two-one says if not all of it, I mean it's basically God speaking to you. And as we just learned, God's voice has power. That's why some people graduate 201 with their hands raised singing in tongues going after the Lord, winning souls for the lost. And others are still sitting in their chairs, fumbling around, coming late, dragging their feet, having two attitudes and a a bunch of other stuff going on in their life. Constantly going to the pastors because of another issue and another issue and another issue. Friends, you don't need a new word because you're getting the word every single week, every single day. You don't need something you, you need to receive what God has already been trying to speak to you this whole time. I'm convinced, I'm convinced that everything that is going forth through this church, if you want to be careful, okay, maybe like 90%, I don't know. If you want to make like a margin of error, you know, maybe somebody's tired or whatever, they say something about a movie. (laughs) But basically, a lot of what's going forth from this pulpit, from those times of 101, from those times of 201 discipleship, it's God literally trying to get your attention, pleading with you trying to help you grow, trying to help you get breakthrough and move forward in your life. Some of you think that if Jesus was here and if he hung out with you and spoke into your life, you would have a transformation. You would be changed. You would have some kind of next level experience. You wouldn't be the same as you used to be. Friends, God's already here. I'm sorry to break it to you, but if Jesus were here this morning, some of you would still be the same. I'm convinced of it. How can you hear some of these prophetic words that are being spoken in this church while the men and women of God are literally crying, moved by the Holy Spirit? And yet many of us just sit here stone cold. The lightning and the thunder of God is trying to enter into our hearts. Yet we've gotten so desensitized that we're not even sensitive to hearing his voice anymore. Somebody say that was just the introduction. If we can now turn to Hebrews chapter 3. The main passage that I have for you today is very simple, just two verses. Going to drink some water here to help myself out. Thank you Jesus. Probably only time I'll drink water. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. I love this passage. I was praying and I was like, Lord, is there anything more? Is there anything more I need to show or say or whatever? Just kept getting led back to these two specific passages. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Let's read it with a sensitive heart. As the Holy Spirit says, today... If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. Before we get into that second part, I just want to highlight verse 7. Who is speaking in this passage? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He has something to say. He has something to say. He has something that he wants to speak forth to his people. How many of you guys know if the Holy Spirit was here and I took the form of a man and he raised his hand, we would all kind of stop and be like, Okay, Holy Spirit, what do you what do you want to say? Okay, Holy Spirit, let, you know, talk. You know, it's okay. You don't have to raise your hand. You know, you could have interrupted us, it's all good. The Holy Spirit has something to say. He says, today. I don't mean to take my time so long with this passage, but each different aspect of these different words is so key. Today. Number one, the Holy Spirit is speaking something. He has something that he wants us all to understand, to grasp, to receive, and then he puts a condition on it. Okay? Holy Spirit is speaking, and then the next thing that happens is the Holy Spirit puts a condition on when he wants you to receive and accept and take in what he has to offer. What is that word, friends? So close. Today. Thank you, Jesus. So as the Holy Spirit says today, not next week, not next month, not until something worse happens, not until you're found out, not until years later and then you feel comfortable enough to say something about it. There was a heartbreaking video of a pastor in a church, I believe it was in Wisconsin or something. Viral video, this pastor was having sex with a minor, committing adultery. And the way that the video plays out, it actually starts with an altar call. And the pastor who was sleeping around with this minor is actually leading people to the Lord. It was heartbreaking, sickening. And after he has this really cute churchy altar call, he then proceeds to... Confess that he was committing adultery apparently he felt comfortable enough after he had the altar call and he felt like people were kind of on his side or whatever weird thing he was thinking in his mind I don't know how many years ago I think it was like 16 years ago he was doing this continuously he had other people that were under him that were also abusing sexually their daughters I mean he was ridiculous And he shares and confesses this incident that he committed adultery. And you can hear in the crowd, people are saying, amen, don't worry about it, pastor. We got you, man. We support you. We stand with you, pastor. Yeah, we won't judge you. And then after he gets done, a young woman, a young couple, husband and wife come up to the stage. They grab the mic. And by God's grace, it sounded like they were still loving Jesus and following the Lord, and I guarantee you the Holy Spirit gave them the strength to do that, but they got up on that stage and they said, this man is a fraud. I was 16 when you were abusing me. They start calling him out. Tragic. And verses like this show me and convince me that God was trying to get a hold of that man's heart a long time ago. Some of you guys are living sloppy, reckless, and you have no idea the habits that you're developing now are going to carry over 20 years later. God's trying to deal with you now. God's trying to speak to you today. Remember the same voice that can bring deliverance and transformation can also bring curse and judgment. See, that pastor probably was hearing God's voice. I guarantee you it didn't even start off with just him like accidentally like in a room with this 16-year-old. He was probably doing a bunch of naughty stuff before that. And I guarantee you God was knocking on the door of his heart trying to speak to him, saying, the Holy Spirit trying to speak to him, saying today if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart because 20 years down the road, 20, 16 years down the road, it's going to explode in your face. You have no idea that what you're doing right now, the compromises, the lust that you're allowed, it's going to lead you to a path where you're going to molest a 16-year-old. Listen to my voice. And don't harden your heart. So when we see stories of pastors being exposed Friends, God was trying to get a hold of their hearts long ago. What is God speaking to you? What is God putting his finger on this morning? Perhaps some of you think that God doesn't really care if you don't take care of it now. That's not what the verse says. It matters to God that you deal with your issues It matters to the heart of God. It matters to the spirit that you would take care of business today, now, at this moment. Don't see God as this person that's just willing to bend the rules like he's your friend that you can just kind of push over a little bit and convince him to give you a little bit more time. No, friends, God's word to you. Is that today you would listen? Yeah. And with each day that goes by that you harden your heart, with each day that goes by that you're not listening to His voice, you're walking in disobedience. Because God cares about that. God cares when. God cares when you listen. Not just if you listen. That's good. We want to listen, of course, but God also cares when. You listen when you receive, when you humble yourself, when you repent. For many of you who came from a life of sin, maybe you didn't grow up in the church, maybe you did, and you were always a sinner. You didn't have Jesus growing up. Basically, if you have that kind of story slash testimony, God's heart for you then was that hey, you should have listened to my voice then. Of course, it's awesome that you're loving Jesus today. Praise God. But how many of you know it mattered? And if you look back at your life, you wished, you wished I would have listened to God sooner. I've never heard somebody complain and whine that they listened to the voice of the Spirit at once. You'll hear stories of regret that they didn't listen and they didn't soften their hearts sooner. But when you do it at once and you listen to God's voice and you make your heart sensitive to what he's speaking, friends, there's blessing, there's favor. Are you hearing his voice this morning? God's voice is speaking. God's voice has been speaking. God's voice spoke in this service. God's voice spoke in Life Group. God's voice spoke in 101 In 201. God's voice spoke last week. God's voice was speaking to you throughout your entire day. Friends, today, have you heard his voice? And secondly, have you tenderized your heart before him? Have you softened your heart? Is your heart sensitive? Is your heart soft to the voice of the Lord? So that if he speaks something to you, it sits on your heart. Many people's hearts are like a solid, hard floor. If you bounce a ball off of it, it goes up and down. It bounces off. But see, when there's a soft surface, whatever is being dropped sits on top of it. Is God's word bouncing off of your heart? Have you gotten so used to not listening immediately to the voice of the Lord that your heart has become hard now? I don't know who this message is for. I don't know what might be exposed in the coming weeks. I don't know what might happen 10, 20 years down the road. But I guarantee you today God is speaking to each and every one of us. What is God telling you? What do you have to listen to? Is your heart sensitive? Do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. This passage is referring to the people of Israel. They saw God's miracles. They saw God's wonders in the wilderness. God was providing for them. He was taking them to the promised land. That's a whole nother sermon. God was taking the people of Israel to the promised land, raining down bread from heaven, supernatural activity. That's why I say it doesn't even matter. If Jesus literally came down and transfigured in front of you, you would still have a hard heart. Because God was revealing himself to the people of Israel in the wilderness throughout those 40 years, and not once did they surrender. Not once did they listen. Their hearts only grew harder and harder. And what ended up happening? God had to wipe out that generation. And they didn't see the promise. Don't be like them. Ask the Lord to make your heart sensitive. If we can all stand, if I can have Daryl come up to the keys. Thank you, Jesus. God's voice is powerful. When he speaks, things change. It goes forth like thunder. Thunder. It can shake the wilderness. God's voice can take somebody who's dead and raise them up. But are you listening to his voice this morning? Are you receiving what he's trying to speak to you? Holy Spirit, come. The only way we can enter into the fullness of what God has for us in this season is by listening and is by making our hearts sensitive. How sensitive is your heart? Take inventory, be honest. Without the shouting, without the excitement, without the hype, without the jumping, just take inventory right now. How sensitive is your heart? Is your heart sensitive enough to where all God has to do is whisper? And immediately you respond. Lord, I just pray right now that you would soften each and every one of our hearts in this place, God. So that we would not harden ourselves towards you. Give us a heart of flesh. God, we're sick and tired of the church being exposed for all of these heinous things. Pastors and leaders covering up. God, I'm tired of seeing people stuck in the wilderness acting as if your voice doesn't have the power to take them out. Lord, I pray that you would awaken somebody in this place to simply believe and have faith. That you can raise them from the dead that you can deliver them, that you can set them free, that you can heal them, that you can strengthen them. Before we enter into a time of worship and have the leaders come up, the altar workers, I just want to encourage you, if you felt that this word was for you, don't harden your heart. I want to invite you to come up to these altars. Kneel before the Lord. Just ask God to make you sensitive again put some meat on the bones. I'm going to wait a few moments. It's okay if it's awkward. I don't care. I want to see God move in this place, and I want to see lives transform. So again, if you want to see God do something in your life and make you sensitive to his voice so you can receive the breakthrough that you need, just come up and let the Lord minister to you. I believe God's going to honor your obedience I believe God is going to honor your hunger. The Bible says again, hunger and thirst for righteousness, and you will be filled. This is where revival starts. Come and touch His Holy Spirit right now. If I can have the worship team come up. Just go after God. Whatever you have to do, just tell the Lord, I'm listening, I'm here. No more, God, I receive. I believe what you can do in my life. I receive it and I accept it. I won't harden my heart anymore. doesn't matter again how small it may be or how big it may be. Whatever it is, if you're holding on to it, don't harden your hearts. The Holy Spirit's desire, if you were here, he would be shouting, he'd be crying, he'd be weeping. Saying today, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. that are free you can start making your way to the front just for today if you can just lay your hands on these different brothers and sisters that are at the front just pray with them speak over their lives lord we're here god is speaking do you receive arise in this place let God's voice shake the wilderness off of you let God's voice strengthen you let God's voice bring transformation bring redemption bring deliverance right now in the name of Jesus Lord you have the power you have the You have the power to do it. Lord, remove doubt in this place. Let there be a fresh faith. i over out. your life.
1: 100% obedience Your name cannot be overcome
0: shout with a shout of victory. We're going to shout with a shout of victory. You might say to yourself, this is all hype. This is all emotion. This can't change anything. I'll tell you right now, moments like these changed me. Moments like these transformed me. Moments like these took me to the next level that I needed to get to. So you better believe it in this place. On the count of three, we're going to shout and if you believe God can do it in your life, then with everything you got, lift up a shout of victory. On the count of three, Give me those drums. Hey Amen, there we go. <laughs> Tom, Toms, Toms. The count of three, we're gonna shout. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, no, like, I don't know, like a buildup. Never mind. It's okay, it's all right, Rudy. I'm sorry. All right, on the count of three. How about this? On the count of three, just one.
1: Two Here comes victory! Three ah! Hallelujah!
0: We're gonna have the altar workers come up. We're gonna have the altar workers come up. We're gonna go ahead and transition now. Father God, we thank you for this time. We ask you, God, that you would seal everything that was given. Seal it in our hearts. Seal it on our hearts, oh God. We wanna be sensitive to you. We wanna listen to you today. If you need to confess something, come up to these altars and confess it today. Thank you, Jesus. We love you.